Hey, strangers. Welcome to episode 15, the season finale of The Strange Sessions. I am your host, Krista. Well, I'm more of a co-host. The host is really... <laughs> no, you're... I'm Kurt. The, the great, the all-powerful... Oh, I wish. Kurt I'm Kurt. Uh, no, we're kind of... We're just co-hosts. No, Neither you, of us are... You do all the hard work. I just sit here and say witty things every once in a while. <laughs> That's hard, too. <laughs> like getting punched in the mouth with a dead fish. Apparently, yeah. that went over yep. really well. So, how are you? I'm good. The Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was really nice. Are you all turkeyed I, out? Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. Actually, my p- favorite part is the stuffing. I was just going to say, I'm not stuffing, though, because oh, I could eat could stuffing eat every day. I have some in my freezer, so. Oh, I love stuffing. Yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, we hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. We weren't able to record last week because I had car issues. Mm-hmm. My car was in the shop for, I think, three days and $1,300 worth of repairs, and I still got to go back for $400 more. Bummer. So I but need to, I, we need to get a PayPal up for the uh, <laughs> for the podcast. A so GoFundMe? You never know if like Elon Musk or somebody is listening and is like, yeah. hey, I got $2 billion to spare, and then I they just drop it in I saw PayPal. a Tesla the other day. Does that count? Not Isn't he the really. creator of the Teslas? With yes. Car? Okay. Yeah. But I don't think seeing one would... Uh, Come on. Well, maybe that person's There's rich There's tons too. of them in my neck of the woods. Yeah, but we should get a PayPal going because okay. you don't know if millionaires are listening. Well, sure. If you are, yeah, feel free to donate to yeah. this wonderful cause. <laughs> so that I'd have the a car that would make it here all the time. <laughs> yeah. But I'm glad that you have a safe vehicle to get here. That's Thank important. Thank you because we were always concerned anytime it would rain because for some reason my car <laughs> was all over the highway. I know. We'd always be like... uh you want to text me when you get home so I know you're like alive and yeah. stuff? Yeah. So now we should be okay. And I say that and I'll probably get in an accident <sighs> on the way home. Can but... you knock on some wood or something? Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sure this table's wood. And we also want to apologize for releasing our unedited <laughs> version of I'd our... I'd like to say you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it was a bonus. It was a bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, but it's I funny because uh, I was at work that night after uh, we released it. And my friend Stephanie messaged me and she said, I think you guys, <laughs> did you guys mean to release this one? And I asked her why. And she said some stuff that I know I had edited out of there. And then she told me what the runtime was. And I was like, no, that was not the edited oh, episode. That was, my, that was my rookie move. Yeah, but in the scheme of things, that wasn't that bad. No, a couple of people actually enjoyed it. So. Yeah. And, uh, and a we, couple of people didn't even notice when I mentioned it to them. They're like, yeah. oh, okay. I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird, but I thought that was the episode. I feel like I generally don't edit a lot out, just like silent pauses. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we hear something in the hallway or we get up to close the door, turn the heater on, I edit that. Or it takes you like three or four times to say a word. Yes, I'm very good at, <laughs> at, yeah, at that. <laughs> because I don't remember yeah. what I was trying to say, refocused or something like that, I that know. I just, I, I murdered and had to do it like three times. Yeah, I just know that you told me that that was the case. And I, I was like three minutes in. I'm like, nope, this is not the edited version right yeah. away because I couldn't remember Georgia Hardstark's name. Yes. And I remember you yep. made it sound seamless. Like I perfectly yeah. remembered who they were. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, I think Stephanie told me too that she listened to the unedited one and then she listened to the like the first part of the edited one and forgot that that was that she already listened to it (laughs) and she said wow she said you can really not tell that you edit some of this stuff out because it is kind of seamless oh that's good so yeah that is good yeah you know if, if there was any episode where i didn't care that the unedited one got out it was that one 
because you know sometimes we can get a little. <laughs> I just tonight Ranche. when we were just yeah just tonight when we were tending <laughs> on beef jerky and, yeah. and, and fish. <laughs> so good thing this is all recorded. I'm saving it for my sexual assault lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that stuff is <laughs> yeah I'm, craziness. I'm there's gonna be more coming out. There's oh gonna yeah, be, yeah. It's gonna be like nonstop. I've heard some whispers of possible things that are going to be coming out in the next year that are going to be really bad oh really for certain people N- not me or krista <laughs> yeah we only sexually harass each other yeah, yeah we do <laughs> i don't think i wield a lot of power with this podcast that's gonna you know uh, yeah get me any uh you never know we might have minions at some some point that would be cool as long know. as they're sane minions and not insane minions yeah sane ones would be better yeah but what else is new um I officially unfollowed the uh, the Maura Murray Facebook groups because I don't know if you're, I things have been getting them. really bad. Really? Yeah. Well, just stuff like um, a lot of people are talking crap about Maggie. Was she the one who did the documentary? Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people say that they totally swept the police involvement oh. idea under the rug. And then, of course, people are insinuating that they're in cahoots with the police. And then her and John Smith had this big thing where she wrote a post about... He was mad because I guess he wasn't invited to this panel they just did. It was Maggie and that Art. And Was Art the... The police guy. Okay, who's John Smith? He's one of the guys that's like been investigating this for years oh right okay. he's the one that gave them the wood samples <laughs> yes okay. but they had a panel just recently where it was maggie and art and the two podcast hosts okay. lance and tim mm-hmm. and john smith wasn't invited to it so he was upset and drama, then drama, drama. maggie posted something about how he has a vendetta against the police because he used to be oh, on the okay. police force he's the one who used to be a cop okay. and they released him so she said he had a vendetta against the police and then he put on Twitter that it's he has an agenda and not a vendetta. And then he hashtagged it, stupid tattooed bitch, which, Damn. yeah. I wonder who he's so, talking about. Yeah, so that, <laughs> after that, I'm like, all right, I am taking a temporary break uh, from all yeah. this because I it's just, it. no, and you can't post something on there without everybody jumping down your throat if yeah. they don't agree with what you're saying. The internet. You know. All full of warm fuzzies. Yeah. I posted something about, I said something like, I personally find it hard to believe she was drinking in the car. She's driving on these, she knew she was going to be driving on these windy mountain roads mm-hmm. in winter with an exhaust system that was kicking out smoke left and right that would be like a magnet to any police. Mm-hmm. And then somebody kind of jumped on me and said, well, didn't you see the documentary? Didn't you see that there were wine stains? in the car well right but an accident could cause yes. something to yeah. break that but would spill it's wine. just that anytime you you bring something up people just jump on it so i'm just temporarily yeah. done with it <laughs> and it's like people are forgetting what this whole thing is even for it's to find more money. yeah and people yeah. are forgetting that and it's more to prove that they're right or to talk I, crap about everybody else that's i do agree that they downplayed the police involvement though i agree too i feel like they got in a room with them Asked them some questions and took everything they said at face value. Yeah. Like they didn't, it's like she didn't have the balls to really. Yeah. To press them on the issue. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Right. And he was pretty quiet considering the fact that he was like a former U.S. Marshal. But. Yeah. So it's just, it's, 
kind of a mess right now. So yeah, I temporarily step back from that. I think the general consensus now is that somebody it's random picked play. her up and, yeah. and killed her. Yeah, agreed. I've been watching that uh, Hunt for the Zodiac Killer. Okay. I love that. I'm totally fascinated with the Zodiac Killer. Mm. I mean, I'd like to have a show on, a show about that at some point. Oh, yeah. An episode it. about that. Cool. But other than that... I'm watching old reruns of um, Destination Truth. Nice. I love that show. Nice. They're going to... I just found out they're going to have... Uh, what's his show? Expedition Unknown? Yeah. In January, they're going to do an episode on a book called The Secret. Oh, which yeah. It's, it's not the self-help book. This oh, it's is, not? No, oh. this is... You know that like one of my weird things that I'm just like totally fascinated with that I've written articles for on that mysterious oh. writing site is... yeah. Uh, books where somebody hides yeah. a treasure or something like that and puts hints in the book mm-hmm. so people can find the treasure. And The Secret was written, I think, 1984. It was written in the early 80s. This guy went around the country and buried casks that had a key in there. And if you retrieved the cask and got the key, you could exchange it for a gemstone. And two of them have been found and the rest are still buried. The other 10 are still buried. Hmm. So people are are still looking for them. There's still message boards where people are trying to figure out from the pictures where these things are hidden and stuff. And he's going to have an episode on that. Oh, that's cool. So I'm super excited about that. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love anything Josh Gates does. Yeah. It's Josh Gates stuff. is awesome. He's hilarious. Maybe we'll too. have him on the show at some time. Sure. Yep. We'll see. He mentioned, his show mentioned my hometown in a bubble. Wow. That sounds super. Didn't we talk yeah, about Yeah, we this? talked yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, maybe... <laughs> I feel like we have a connection. <laughs> see, see what you can do. Get him on the show. <laughs> okay. I'll work on that. I but, have an in. <laughs> yeah. It's 40-year-old cheese. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I'm pretty sure that was a jelly bean flavor we had last week. <laughs> yeah, right. People like the jelly bean sampling, so. Would have been better than the dead fish. The dead fish <laughs> one was just god-awful. Yeah, that, that one was horrible. horrible. But we made it to our 15th episode, our yeah. final episode for this season. Super exciting. This is going to be listener stories. Yeah, I'm really excited. I am too. And some of these I know, some, some that you you're going to read I haven't, so I'm, I'm interested to And I'm going to talk about two uh, dream things that I've had. I'll talk about that at the end. Okay. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if I talked about these with you. I know, I know some of my friends know one of the dreams really well because it's like really weird and specific, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Maybe and, you did. We'll find out. And we're going to take a hiatus until we start the next season, probably late January, early February, sometime in there. Yeah. Uh, Krista and I are going to get together in January and record two short episodes that we can use as filler in case there's a snowstorm one week. <laughs> yeah. Which is very likely here in Wisconsin. Sure is. Although it's uh, December 1st tomorrow and it's like it was, 40 yeah, degrees. Yeah, it was 55 <laughs> degrees when I drove here. Was it 55? Yeah. Oh, man. So it's weirdly we no nice. no snow. It's no, crazy. So we're going to get hammered by some storm Probably. of the century. And we are going to start the next season with another Missing 411 episode. Yeah. Because everybody loved that. Mm-hmm. And kind of putting together a list of other topics. Uh, my friend Pat that I work with at the factory said he would like us to do the flat earth theory. Oh, I actually was just thinking this the other day because I saw an article about celebrities. That's, yeah, and that's it. like a big thing now. And he says that there's somebody I work with that is dead no. set convinced that the earth is flat. I don't understand those people. I don't either. So we're going to talk about that. That might be our second episode. Okay. But I'd also, I also want to do Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh, we yeah, want to do yeah. an EVP episode. Yeah. So we're getting stuff lined up for next season. Yeah. Maybe end it with another stories. I like uh, it. Listener stories, if we could get more. Maybe we'll double our listenership by then. That would be awesome. It would be up to like 
30 people. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Breaking you iTunes records every day. But seriously, thank you, everybody that sent in your stories. I yeah. badgered a couple of you, and you sent stuff in. So we even have an audio clip to We play. do have an audio clip. Uh, that'll be our first one. We'll do that one first. Okay. How about that? Yeah, I like it. So this first one is sent in by Sarah, our Canadian listener that we love and adore. Eh? Eh? <laughs> she said, we can make fun of Canada because we're we basically- just we're like, like that. We're like South Canada. We're <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. We're Southern Canada. <laughs> we are Southern Canada. <laughs> So she sent in an audio clip, which was awesome. So we will play that for you right now. So here is Sarah. Okay, so this story, these two stories are both secondhand. They're my mother's stories. I'm telling on her behalf. And um, the first story is going to seem more like a story about my mother and my family. Um, But it's really the context of the sighting. The ghost sighting that makes it a good story. Um, You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'll just dive right in. When I was five, um, one of my brothers was born. He was my oldest, the oldest of my younger brothers. Um, And he passed away. It was a very long, hard three months for my parents. He was very sick the whole time. He was in the hospital most of his life. My parents spent um, most of their life either... And also the hospital he was in was about an hour away. So they spent most of their time either commuting back and forth or staying in hotels. They couldn't buy groceries because they never knew if they were going to be around long enough to eat them or where they would be at any given moment. They were spending extra money on childcare for me, etc. So it was not only a tough time on them emotionally and physically, but also financially as well. And they were really struggling. Uh, So they ended up very behind in rent. Um, understandably, uh, as well, they had to take off extra time from work and everything to be at the hospitals and at all these appointments and stuff. So, um, just a, a tough time. Uh, and my mom, well, I'd be, as you can imagine, there's a lot of sleepless nights. Uh, so anyways, like I said, they were, they were behind on rent and, and some, the landlord tried to evict them. Uh, so my parents, they begged and pleaded to stay. They're like, no, we'll get you the money we owe you. We'll figure it out. But there's no way that we can scrounge up first and last for somewhere else if we still owe you all this money. And, um, you know, we just can't deal with the stress of trying to find a place right now and take care of our five-year-old while we're spending most of our time at the hospital with our newborn. Like, we just, please let us stay. Uh, and the guy was like, no, sorry. Nope. So he brought them to court over it. Um, so my parents were worried, obviously, I mean, the guy was kind of being a dick, but I mean, they did owe him the money and, and he, it was well within his rights to bring him to court. And so they were really worried, of course. So the night before that was one of the, another one of those sleepless nights. I almost laying in bed trying to get some sleep, be well rested for the next morning. Cause who knew? Um, and she swears that clear as day, she saw her aunt Sally walk into her bedroom and sit at the foot of her bed and say, don't worry. Oh, shit, what'd she say? She said, don't worry. It's all going to be okay. Uh, and then she stayed there and she sat there until my mom fell asleep. And she felt comforted in her presence and she was able to sleep. And then the next morning when they went to go to court, court was actually delayed by about 45 minutes because the judge had fallen ill and had to call in sick. And they had to um, find another judge to replace him. So, um, after all that, they had started, they did everything. The judge comes in, he asks their, 
what's going on. And so my mom and dad went into their whole story of why, you know, they have a five-year-old they have to take care of. Their son's been in the hospital. They're traveling back and forth. They both had to take lots of time off work. They just don't have the income right now. And, and they just really need to stay in their home, but they'll find a way to, you know, the whole thing. And so the judge turns to the landlord and he says, did you know about the situation? Were you made aware of this? And he's like, yes. And then the judge says, okay, well, in that case, you must be the most heartless man I know. If you were trying to take this family for more than they're worth and send them on their street while their son is dying. So um, it was ruled that they were allowed to, we were all allowed to stay in our, in our home. Obviously my parents did have to get the money for him, but we were allowed to stay. We were not evicted, which was a big weight off of their shoulders. So my mom strongly believes in, with all of her being that Aunt Sally had something to do with the fact that it was the judge was changed. She thinks that he was changed to a more compassionate judge and that Aunt Sally had had her way in doing so. So that's that's one of them. And the other time, there was two settings. Both was Aunt Sally. The next time was actually the night that my brother did pass away. He passed away earlier in the day, but that night, of course, another sleepless night. They're grieving. They're having a very hard time coming to grips with things. Although it was expected, it was still very heartbreaking. And uh, Aunt Sally, once again, came into her bedroom, sat at her feet, and said, don't worry, he's with me now. And just, again, sat there with her until she fell asleep. So, yeah, like I, I mean, like I said, um, they're kind of comforting stories, uh, more than scary stories, which is kind of nice because usually it's, mysterious or or whatever or um but this is I think they're kind of nice stories like I said there are definitely more stories about my family but if I if I didn't tell you the context of what was going on at the time I don't think it would have been as powerful or as moving so um there you go and I mean like I said my parents are going through a hard time for all we know my mom and my mom was having a hard time sleeping for all she knew she hallucinated it but she likes to tell the story and it um I don't know do with it what you will Okay, wow, that was that was really cool. I, and like she said, usually when people share some kind of a, you know, paranormal encounter, it's kind of creepy and scary. And that was, I mean, that would give me comfort for sure. Yeah. In that situation. No, so. that was the awesome stories. Thank you so much for sharing those with yeah. us. Uh, the landlord was a dick. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I understand that it's his legal right to do that. Douchebag move, though. I yeah, mean, it is on. a douchebag move. There's, there's gotta be a line where just being a good human being comes before right financial gain yeah uh, when i lived in my old apartment complex i lost my job i got laid off and they jacked up my rent oh. and my landlord went to fight for me and threatened to quit unless they let me keep my current rent wow which is awesome yeah so that's what a good landlord does not right. not what this guy did yeah i'm a landlady and i'd like to think that i'm a good landlady i hope so. better I... than this guy <laughs> definitely i hope so but yeah the aunt sally stuff is super fascinating i i have a lot of friends that have had situations like that where somebody comes to visit them while they're laying in bed trying to go to sleep you know and then the question is you know, a lot of people, I think, pass it off as hallucinate, hallucinations sure. or or a dream maybe or you sleep had paralysis asleep. or yeah. a dream. But it happens so much that I, I my personal opinion on this is that I think people or things do come to visit us. And for some reason, we're just in such a relaxed state that we're actually able for them to 
come reach through. us yeah. to come, come come through to Our us. Our guard is down or whatever. Yeah. So I totally believe that. I totally believe she showed up. Yeah. And I love the idea of switching the judges. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. You know, so no, that was a great story. Yeah, and thank I, you. As much as I love the scary stories, I like the ones that show that there's good things that happen too. Totally. This actually reminds me of a dream I had once that I t- had totally forgotten about. And it, it's very brief, but I'll tell it real quick. Um, my dad's brother had passed away from congestive heart failure. This is a long time ago now. Um, but in I had a dream about him. It was even, no, it was pretty recent after he passed away. That we were, when I was in high school, we were in the church choir. My family was. We're very musical people. And, um, but I don't remember him ever being there. So that's why this is kind of a strange place for him to show up. But in my dream, we were in the choir loft at my church, which I don't consider my church anymore. I'm not a religious person, but back then I was, I was Catholic. And I remember turning and he was sitting next to me. And I remember saying to him, Uncle Dick, I thought that you died. I, what are you doing? Or no, I think I just said you died. You know, what are you doing here? Or something like that. And he turned to me and he smiled and he said, but I'm right here. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) And that was it. That's all I really remember about it. It was kind of like, you know, I'm saying, Hey, you're gone. You died. And he's saying, but I'm right here. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I still remember, you know, it's funny that I forgot about that, but that, that story really reminded me of that. This isn't anywhere near the same, but, um, when I was in my old haunted, crazy haunted apartment, <laughs> uh, when my cat Killian died, mm. I took that very hard. Mm-hmm. And there was one night, I want to say two or three nights after she was put to sleep, where I was laying in bed. I had the lights on and I was just miserable, you know, still crying. And uh, just laying her in bed and I opened my eyes and I saw her jump onto the end of the bed. You saw her? I saw her. She oh, jumped wow. onto the end of the bed. She walked up to my head and then she rubbed her head against mine and then she was gone oh you know and it's like did that really happen i i, I saw I it i think so i saw it was i falling asleep and did i dream that no i think it happened because I, I, th- I think it happened too <laughs> yeah i think because i'm just thinking now wow it's funny how this stuff comes back to you in the moment when you're talking about it but our dog bogart um two years ago oh, we had I yeah, love bogart oh my baby we had to have him put down he was in stage three kidney failure and he was just like slipping away in front of us. We put him down um, one day and that same day, two things happened that day and the next day. We, my husband and I walk, got home and he wasn't there. And that was devastating to walk into the apartment and it's not hard. be greeted by yes. him. We yeah. both just dropped everything and bawled our eyes out. And I'm like, we got to get out of here. We can't be here right now. So we went to this park that we'd never been to before. That's near where we live. And we were, <laughs> this is a funny story. We were walking <laughs> towards the beach and all of a sudden, we were both like, oh, my God, it smells like a Bogart fart. <laughs> he had the most raunchy. They were like garbage farts, as I like to call garbage. them. And we're like in the middle of the woods. OK, maybe there could have been some carcass nearby yeah, or something. But, still, but it I was mean, if it, if it, it was smelled ripe. that specifically like it. It smelled like a ripe garbage Bogart fart. <laughs> So that made us both laugh and cry at the same time. Yeah. Which that could be nothing. But then my husband went back to work and I had to take a couple days off because I was an absolute wreck. I don't have kids. My pets are my babies. And I was in the bathroom getting ready, brushing my teeth, something. And I heard the distinct sound of he was a big dog. He was 100 pounds. And I heard his paws 
I heard him walking behind mm-hmm. me on the carpeting and I, without even thinking about it, I just turned to look at him and then it hit me that he's not here. Yeah. I totally heard him walking around yep. our apartment and I think yeah. it happened twice, but then within a couple of days I didn't hear it again. Yeah. It's like this stuff happens and then it's gone. Yeah. You know, so they that's... They linger, I think, just yeah. for a little bit, just like a human Yeah, would. Bucky, uh, when our kitten, when I was dating Natalie, our kitten Bucky that died, I saw him twice in my apartment after he died. I didn't know that. Yeah. One, wow. a, a couple nights after he died, I was watching tv and the end table was in front of the couch and i was laying on the couch watching tv and i saw him walk out from underneath the end table and just disappear hmm. and the next night i was laying watching tv and out of the corner of my eye i could see him sitting by the uh dining room table just looking at me so that's just stuff like happens. a second and then yeah. they disappear yeah, yeah that's that crazy. stuff happens hmm. but we'll move on before i start crying thinking about <laughs> i know my cats my, thank you so much sarah homework. that was an awesome story yeah awesome. and i totally believe that she was there oh yeah I do too. Our next stories are from my good friend Luke. Okay, I'm he's, ready. He's commented on our stuff a lot. He texts me like after every episode to tell me how much he likes it. So thanks a lot, nice. Luke. Hey, Luke. Uh, he has three separate stories. One of them I'm involved in. Ooh. Believe it or not. So these are from my good friend Luke. Luke writes, thanks for doing the show. You guys are off to a great start and I look forward to season number two. Here's a couple of experiences that have made me question things. Thank you, Luke. Yes, thank you. Story number one, ghost or murderer. I remember him telling me about this one, and this one creeps me out. Ghost or murderer? Ghost or murderer. This one creeps me out more (laughs) than a ghost story. Okay. Late one night, probably around 10 or 11 o'clock while I was in high school, my brother and I were out shining deer. If you don't know what shining deer is... It's illegal. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, when there is nothing else to do growing up in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, you drive around aimlessly on back roads in the middle of nowhere, listen to some good music, and shine lights out in the field looking for deer. Mm -hmm. Well, we came to one part where there was pretty thick trees on both sides of the road and no houses for quite a ways in either direction. We suddenly saw something moving on the side of the road, so we slowed down. All of a sudden, an object slowly came out of the woods on the right side of the road. We completely stopped the car, and a very old man with a white beard, raggedy old bib overalls, slowly walked right in front of our car, pushing a wheelbarrow. My brother and I just stared straight ahead in complete silence and watched as he crept slowly across the road and slowly disappeared into the woods on the left side of the road. It was very unsettling how he didn't seem to notice or care that we were sitting there watching him walk right through our headlights. As soon as he disappeared back into the darkness, we looked at each other with a WTF look and sped out of there really quickly. As we were driving away, I remember us discussing how there were absolutely no houses, driveways, farms, or anything around there. We have no idea where he came from, where he was going, and what in the world he was doing hauling a wheelbarrow through the woods in the middle of the night. We never went back down that road shining deer again. It completely creeped us out. That is so weird. <laughs> I know. That just, that creeps me out. Was More there a than, body like, in it? I don't know. It was what was a wheelbarrow? Was it, you know, I mean, was he out like picking mushrooms or was he like a moonshiner? But out in the middle of nowhere with a wheelbarrow coming out of the woods. Yeah, that creeps me so out more strange. than ghost stories do. Like, yeah, what, is what was this that guy, dude doing? Yeah, what is this guy doing? So that Alrighty. one is always kind of creepy out. Yeah, I, real people are way scarier than ghosts. Yeah, so they are. Who knows so what the I hell that, that was about. All right. Story number two is called Don't Take Any Pictures. I remember this one too because he I did, like that he names them. Yeah, he did show me this. The summer before my senior year in high school, my friend Brandon, who Kurt knows very well, and I went on a trip to the boundary waters of northern Minnesota and Canada. Yay, Canada. (laughs) This was a guided trip that basically consisted of canoeing all day and finding different places to camp at night. 
I think we canoed over 100 miles in our 10 days without seeing another group, and without the guides reading the maps, I may still be lost out there. The map was one lake after another with small channels connecting most of them. Occasionally, there would be a red dot on the map that represented a campsite we could stay at for the night, and I used the word campsite very loosely. <laughs> they usually had a small circle of stones for a fire pit, and if you were lucky, there would be a small hole on the backside of the island to use as a toilet. After one day of canoeing countless miles, we were starting to look for a place to set up camp. The lake we were on was part of Minnesota, but the land was on the northern side of the lake and was owned by the local Native Americans. The guide told us just to respect the land and stay on the Minnesota side. There was an island in the middle of the lake that was marked as a campsite, so we pulled in and unloaded everything to set up camp for the night. Brandon and I decided to go explore the island and, most importantly, see if we had a toilet seat or if we needed to bring a shovel. <laughs> when we got to the backside of the island, I noticed there was a ring of bright feathers hanging from a tree. It almost looked like a dream catcher. When I stepped back, I noticed that there was a mound of dirt coming out from the tree with feathers on it. I then noticed that around the mound of dirt, there were white birch logs perfectly laid out making a border around the mound. It was at that point we realized the mound and the birch logs were about the same size as a gravesite. It appeared something was buried under the ring of feathers and outlined with the logs. So naturally, I decided to take a picture of this and went to tell our guide about our discovery. He came back and looked at it and became very uneasy. He explained to us that it was an Indian burial mound and it looked fairly fresh. He told us we needed to pack up and move to a different location to camp for the night to respect their space since it must have been a special spot for them. He told us not to touch anything and don't take any pictures. It was a cool experience to see, but we respected their space and moved on. I never really thought about it again until I got my pictures back from the trip. This was at the time when films still needed to get sent out and develop and you couldn't instantly see them. As I was flicking through the pictures and reminiscing about the trip, I came across the picture of the burial mound. I immediately stopped when I saw the picture. In the picture, you could see the feather ring, mound, and white birch logs, but above the mound, there was a white mist floating above it. The mist looked kind of foggy, and you sort of had to see through it, and it had a form to it. The first, my first thought was that it was glare from the sun, but looking at the shadows of the trees, you could see that the sun was behind me. I thought maybe it was a malfunction of the camera, but as I went through the hundreds of pictures from that trip, there was not one other picture that had this white mist in it. I'm pretty sure I have shown this picture to Kurt in the past, so hopefully he can vouch for me. I can vouch for you. I remember <laughs> seeing the picture. Nice. Unfortunately, I cannot find this picture anywhere. We have moved many times, and I don't know where it ended up, but this picture was always a good conversation piece. It was a really interesting picture. It was like the, the mist almost had substance, and I want to say it looked like it was swooping. Like it really? was, yeah, it was a strange picture. I wish mm. he would have had a copy of that or something. Yeah, that'd be really cool to see. But yeah, I totally remember the picture, Luke. You're not nuts. And <laughs> it was an awesome picture. And I, it was not a malfunction. It wasn't. Mm. It looked. Yeah, if it was the only picture. Yeah, of it looked too weird. It looked too weird. Yeah. So story number three. This is one of the ones that I'm involved in. Story number three is called He Never Punched Out. Back in the good old days, Kurt and I worked at the best job in the world that paid barely more than minimum wage. <laughs> we worked at a small grocery store that had an amazing collection of people that worked there. One guy we worked with, Dave, was one of the nicest guys I ever met, and I will second that. I absolutely loved him. He was so awesome. He was great with everyone, and everyone loved him. Dave was a few years older than me and was like a big brother. We worked together late many nights. He always helped me out, would give me advice with any teenage drama I might have been having at the time. Anyway, one night, Dave tragically and unexpectedly passed away from complications with his diabetes. The next three stories all happened at that store after Dave passed away. 
Independently, I probably would not have thought much about these put together and combined with the fact that they all happened shortly after Dave passed away, they made me question some things. The first happened a few days right after Dave passed, and I know Kurt remembers this one because we talk about it. Dave was notorious for always having a bottle of Diet Coke with him, and whenever he finished a bottle, he would toss it above the freezer in the back room. There was this little opening above the freezers and below the ceiling that was used for storage. It was maybe three foot tall opening that was very deep and ran the length of the freezers in the back of the store. There had to be hundreds, if not thousands, of bottles of soda up there from Dave over the years. And I remember him every he would always <laughs> throw those up there. Uh, well, a few days after he passed away, Kurt and I were walking through the back room together, as we always did. As we were walking, I took a soda bottle I finished and threw it up on top of the freezer like Dave always did. I believe one of us said something like, this one's for you, Dave, and we kept walking and talking. About 20 seconds or so later, we hear a loud noise. As we turned around, we saw that the bottle I threw up there bounced off the opposite wall. Kurt and I looked dumbfounded at each the other. Opposite and wall? Yeah. Kurt and I looked dumbfounded at each other, and Kurt quickly yelled, Sorry, Dave, it wasn't diet. We <laughs> both were shocked and started laughing over what just happened. We tried debunking the situation. We couldn't figure out if it rolled back from the top and fell down. Why had it taken so long, and why had it flown across the length of the back room? Yeah, that's weird. And we couldn't figure out how the bottle would have hit the opposite wall, which was like 15 feet away, and it hit it that hard. It really seemed like something was up there and threw the bottle down. Really wow. odd. Yeah, we got we got a ladder, and we went up there and looked, and there was nobody up there. There was nothing up there. Hmm. And, you know, he threw the bottle up there, and we talked for a little bit, and we started walking away, and it was about 20 seconds when all of a sudden the bottle came firing back down out of there. And, yeah, it'd and, be different if it happened right away. Yeah, and if it, hap- if it rolled out, it would have just like plopped over the edge. It completely hit the floor. flew through across the room hmm. and hit the wall on the opposite side. So that was weird. Yeah. That was that was strange. We couldn't figure out how that happened, and him and I still talk about that to this day. Next story. Same from Luke. Another night, it was almost closing time. I was the night manager, and another younger kid was helping me sweep the floors. I had gone up and down every aisle and brought my broom into the back room to shake out the dust. I jumped up on the counter as waiting for the other guy to get back from sweeping the perimeter to combine our dust piles and sweep it all up. It was late, and I was tired. So as I waited, I remember just resting my head in my hands, covering my eyes while sitting on the counter. I heard the metal doors of the back room open and assumed it was the other kid returning with the broom, so I didn't even look up. A few seconds later, I didn't hear him come by me, so I looked up and saw the metal doors still swinging. Then I heard someone opening a locker in the break room right around the corner. So I figured it must have been someone coming back to grab something that they forgot. So I jumped down from the counter and walked into the break room to see who was there. There was only one way in and out of the break room. As I walked into the break room, the sound of someone opening their locker stopped, and there was no one there. Like I said, the only way out of the break room would have been to walk directly past me. It completely baffled me because I heard the doors, saw them moving, and I heard the distinct sound of the lockers opening, yet there was no one around. I even walked back out into the store, and there wasn't anyone in that half of the store. Totally creeped me out. Yeah, and that's I know really the, you creepy. Know, I know the break room he's talking about, and there is only one door in and out. Hmm. So, yeah, if, if... It's interesting if it is Dave. I mean, did he love that job? Was that sort of like... He, I, we all love that job. Yeah. I mean, we always say that it was more getting paid to go in and hang out with friends yeah. than it was... A Doing job. actual work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody, uh, everybody up to the manager of the place were just awesome friends, just good people. Oh, that's cool. So I could totally believe that. And on one other night, the store had closed, doors were all locked, and everyone else had left. I was the only one left in the store. I was double-checking all the doors and turning everything off, walking around the mostly dark store. The only light was the dim security lights on in the store. 
As I was heading to the front of the store to leave, I heard someone whistling down one of the aisles. My first thought was another employee was still there, but then I remembered that I saw the last employee leave. The doors were still locked, and I was the only one there with keys. My next thought was, crap, did we, do we still have a customer in here? <laughs> so I started walking towards a distinct noise of someone whistling. As I went up and down every aisle, the whistling always appeared to be one aisle over. I could never catch up with it. That's really creepy, yeah. actually. After a while of trying to find the whistling person, I started getting really freaked out. It became clear that there was no one else in the store, and I flew out of there. Of all the nights I closed, I never got creeped out by being the last one to leave, but that night I was really freaked out. I could not find a way to debunk the whistling. The more I thought about it, it reminded me of someone who was sweeping the aisles like we do every night, going up and down every aisle, whistling as they worked. Was Dave a whistler? I believe so. Okay. To this day, I don't know what to make of all these stories. If it was just one, I really don't know if I would think it's that big of a deal, but all of them together have made me think. Dave was always a loyal employee, so I like to think that maybe he was still there hanging out with us. Aww. And I, I totally could see that. Dave was just a good guy. And he was, I mean, everybody loved him. And when he died, it was just heartbreaking. I've been to both my parents' funerals. I've been to friends' funerals. But Dave's was the hardest funeral I've ever been to. Hmm. Well, and, and being those, in, those are really specific, like, whistling. What else could it be? Yeah. If there's no music yeah. playing, if you're the only person in the store, what else could it be? And if you're following it around for a long time and you can't yep. that's weird i was a night manager there uh there too there was it, there was one point where the only night managers were me or luke so if i wasn't there luke was there and it it's creepy as hell in there with the lights off when everything is locked up and you're the only one in there it mm. is creepy i imagine i don't i'd never heard like this stuff so i'm kind of glad about that because i was kind of already really creeped out, out, out there <laughs> but i remember luke telling me about all these stories hmm. so is that place still around it's a different store now mm. yeah uh it changed to another store while Luke and I were there, and then it closed for a while, and now it opened up, and it's a different store. Is it still a grocery store? Yeah. Okay. I, I go there a lot. And Do you want to say the name? Sure. It's it, when, when Luke and I worked there, it was Food Country slash Green Tree Market, and now it's Rob's Groceries. Okay. But I go there a lot because that was my favorite job. That's going to mm. always be my favorite job, and I'm, I have really nostalgic feelings for that oh, place, so I go there cool. a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and... I could totally see this being Dave. The hmm. soda thing was weird because yeah. there was no way that soda should have came firing back down 20 seconds after we threw it up there. So, yeah. Cool so stories. Thank you so That's much, awesome. Luke. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Our next story is from my friend Sherry at work. She just sent these, I think, like two days ago. So thank you, Sherry. Yeah. She writes, Hi, Krista and Kurt. I just want to start out saying I love listening to your podcast. The stories are great and your chemistry is awesome. Your stories crack me up. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, thank you. We do have pretty good chemistry. We do. We do. The following are a few of my experiences. I'm not the greatest storyteller, but here goes. I have had a few things that have happened to me growing up in our old house. My sister and I shared a room, and I remember a few times waking up, looking over, and seeing an old lady sitting cross-legged on my sister's bed but I could only see her outline. The rest of her was a dark gray and flickered almost like TV static. That's strange. It's strange, but I've heard I've heard that. I've heard people see things like that. I've heard that people they describe. see things like that during sleep paralysis. I don't know if Sherry has sleep paralysis. Hmm. I'll have to ask her about that. Uh, she never said or did anything, just sat there and stared. I would just pull the blanket over my head until I had the guts to finally look, and then she would always be gone. Well, sure, that cures everything. It does. You just pull it over, over your head. Yep. Yeah. That's what I did with my green guy. <laughs> yep. Another thing. No, 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 no. Because when you pulled it down, he was he like was right still in your there. face. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he was immune to the covers The blanket thing. thing, yeah. 
Another thing that I remember that happened around the same age frame, approximately nine years old, I had a sleepover at my house. We were just playing in my room chatting and getting ready for bed when my friend whispered to me, Sherry, look in your mirror. I turned and looked. She pointed to look at my doll in the, in the stuffed animal net in the corner of my room. And in the mirror, I, what I see I can only describe as a pale, grayish face with wide, shocked eyes in place of my doll's face. That's creepy. That's Ooh. really creepy. That gave me the chills. Yeah. I had one of those like corner nets, by the way. And I love the way she describes it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> totally. I, I never did. I love the way she describes it. She said, if I saw something like this today, it would be similar to the face swap in Snapchat. Snapchat. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where there's like another yeah. face over mm-hmm. the face. We Ugh. both slowly turned to look at the doll and it's just a normal stuffed doll with the cloth stitched face. We then turned back to the mirror again and it's still there. We slept in the playroom that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame you because that creeps me out. I might burn that doll as well. <laughs> that gave me the shivers too a little wow. bit. Wow. Yeah. In my house. Mirrors. I, yeah. It's mirrors. Yeah. There's a lot of people think mirrors are. Like a vortex. Like a vortex. Yeah. Mirrors creep me out. I don't like mirrors. Yeah. When I lived in my haunted, I just remembered this now. When I lived in my haunted apartment, I used, I bought flannel blankets and covered up the mirror in the bedroom. Yeah, because I didn't want to either see anything or yeah, you right. know, anything to come through. That's your fear that you're going to see something behind you yep. for sure. Yep. And then Sherry continues, in my house I now own, back when we first bought it, I had something extremely weird happen to me. It was nighttime. I had just put my daughter to bed and my husband was gone. I noticed the kitchen light was on. No big deal. I must have just forgot to turn it off. As I'm going through my house, I'm noticing more lights on. I know they were turned off, so now I'm thinking my daughter woke up. I go and check on her, but she's still asleep. As I'm going back downstairs, I notice that there are lights on that there's no way my daughter could have turned on. I call my husband to see if he came home. Nope, he says. Now I'm just starting to get paranoid and checking all the doors and windows thinking someone is in the house. They're all locked, and I check under the beds and in the closets. Nothing. Every single light was on, even lamps that had pull strings, closet lights, and a lava lamp. If it was something electric, wouldn't everything turn on like the TV and radios? That's so, weird. That is weird. Even the lava lamp. Yeah. That that, yeah, that creeps me out, too. <laughs> like you see in horror movies a lot. where Like if her husband were home, I'd totally blame it on him. Because yeah, I come home and my husband literally has every light in the, the entire apartment on. Yeah. He well he wasn't and hmm. I've heard I've heard stories of that where lights come on and I've heard of stories where all the lights come on. That's weird. Like hers and that creeps me out. Hmm. And finally, these last few experiences, I'm not sure if I'm just imagining it or if something is actually going on. But what happens is I could be talking to someone or I'm just going about my day and all of a sudden I get this strong feeling that something is there. I don't actually see anything. Sometimes I'm not even looking in that direction, but I feel slash see it in my mind what would be in that spot. Example one, my sister and I were on a weekend trip out of town visiting my aunt. We were standing and talking face to face when I just blurted out that I feel like there is a young girl about nine years old with brown, long, curly hair in a dark red velvet dress standing to my left side. I slept with the lights on that night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's like a really... Very detailed description. Very detailed description. Episode number two, or example number two. (laughs) Example two, I was a property manager. I was cleaning an apartment by myself in the middle of the day, jamming out to music, when all of a sudden I get a feeling that if I turn around, I will see a little boy about five years old in blue shorts playing with a bright red ball running after it down the hall. I did not look. I finished up quickly and left. Wow. So, yeah, she's she has these detailed pictures in her so head. So not seeing it with her own eyes, but in her mind. Yeah. That's Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. 
In another house I've been in, it feels like there is a dark cloud in a corner ceiling in the living room. I've heard stories of that. Yeah. The dark cloud. Dark cloud. Well, it sounds like she's sensitive. Yeah. She's... I Knowing her like I do, I could see her being sensitive to okay. that stuff. But getting the detailed pictures in her head when she's not looking is really... That's kind of how psychics work. Yeah. That's like psychic. That's really, yeah. really, really interesting. Uh, as you can tell, I'm a big chicken when it comes to this stuff. I still don't know if it's all in my head. Maybe someday I'll have the guts to follow through on these feelings. Thanks again for starting the podcast. Can't wait until next season. Best wishes, Sherry. She should come on an investigation. I wonder if she'd want to be on an uh, investigation. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> the sounds of it, no. But yeah, yes, but she's, thank if you. If she can see these things, maybe she would be good on an investigation. Maybe. Sherry, I'm going to be talking to you at work, girl. Yeah. Might get you on investigation. Hey, if you know anyone who needs an investigation done too, let <laughs> us know. <laughs> it's funny when Sherry listens to our podcast on her speaker at work because I'll walk over to her department and I'll hear my voice coming. Oh, that's and I'm like, so wow. weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's yes. funny. So awesome stories. Thank you, yeah, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. I didn't, you never told me some of this stuff. I'm, I'm going to be talking to you a little more. Next story is from Sophie. Sophie. We love Sophie. She's finally sharing some stories. I'm this is, excited. This is the one that she posted in uh, The Strangers. I know that group. she's sort of been reluctant to share some of her yeah. stories, so this is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I know. I'm excited I, to hear this. She's had some I, weird stuff happen yeah, to her. Ideally, I would like her and her husband, Adam, and her friend, Amy, to come here next year to be on the show. That'd be really cool. That would be cool. So I'm hoping that comes through. But she posted this in our Strangers group. So if you're not a member of the Strangers Facebook group, here's Tough your... luck. Oh, Tough I guess luck. we'll read it to you. Never yeah, mind. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm unsure how you want me to submit this, so I will just leave it here for your personal experience to show. Kurt, as you know, I've had an odd life. That's to say the least. It's an understatement. Yeah. So when I was 20, my grandmother passed away, leaving my 94-year-old grandfather in his house alone. I moved in to care for him and was paid through the state to be there. Needless to say, a 20-year-old female living with her very traditional 94-year-old grandfather was sort of a disaster. I love my grandpa dearly, and we've had some great times, but I also have a lot of guilt over my stupid youth and rebellious behavior. I have lived there for about a year, cooking, cleaning, caring for my grandpa when he got a bad illness and had to be put in a nursing home. He passed away at 97. Fast forward four or five years. I went to a county fair about an hour away from my home. It was quite crowded. As I was making my way to the grandstand, I saw my grandpa. There he was, tiny with his walker and his driving hat. He had this suspicious look on his face that he got every time I had friends over. He was slowly, slowly coming towards me, all determination, like always, one slow step in the walker at a time. My mouth went dry and I broke into a sweat. I don't think I could have said anything even if I tried. If it was his doppelganger, why was he there? What would an extremely elderly man be doing at a county fair all alone? We passed one another. We were in touching distance. We both turned and stared. Did he stare because I was staring? I don't know. I don't know what it means. Should I have said something? Was it my chance to apologize for uprooting his lifestyle? I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. And that's just a sad story. I yeah, mean, I don't know what I would do if I saw. And it's not like you. she saw him in the house. Like no, she's home him and random, sees him. Like place. we saw our animals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. At, at a county fair. Yeah. And like it, a normal it, it, person. It makes no sense for him for someone like that to be there like no. you said by himself so in poor health you know using a walker yeah yeah it's just that's bizarre yeah that's a really really mm. bizarre story but i wish you wouldn't feel guilty well yeah you know, I, I mean everybody was young and yeah i did stupid stuff when i was young and she's she is literally one of the best people i know yeah. so but you know was was it his way of 
you know, I don't want to say it was like comforting to her because it sounded like he sounded was like giving it freaked her, her out. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like he was giving her the look the that he guy. gave her, but maybe that was <laughs> yeah. his way of, of saying I love you and mm-hmm. and you know, I'm okay. Or I still got my eye on you. <laughs> or I still got my eye on you, so you shape up. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that's a really, really cool yeah, story. Yeah, that is cool. Super hmm. fascinating. I don't know so what thank I would you do. for sharing that, Sophie. We want to get more from you someday. Yeah, totally. And now we have stories from our listener, Melissa. She was actually, she actually sent a lot of stories to you guys on Paranormal Palaver. Yeah. But yeah. In, c- in case some people didn't listen to those. I think we only have a couple people, like maybe Kate <laughs> and <laughs> my co-host on Paranormal Palaver who also listen to the Strange Sessions. So hopefully these will be new stories to the strangers. Yeah. So, so she's had a lot of stuff happen. So Krista is going to read your stories. Hopefully I won't. Hopefully she won't stumble through them. So these are stories from our listener, Melissa, who happens to be one of my very dearest friends. So Krista, go ahead. Take it away. Take it away. (laughs) So Melissa says, my very first paranormal experience happened when I was two years old. My parents were renting a farmhouse outside of town at the time, and my dad worked nights. I don't remember any of this, obviously, but I've been told the story many times by my parents. Apparently, I was awake early one morning and my mom and I were in the living room. She was watching TV while I played on the floor next to her. Suddenly, I stood up and started staring in the corner of the room, standing very still. My mom says I was stiff as a board, not moving at all and not making a sound, which was very unlike me. She asked what was wrong and I replied, there's a man in a very monotone voice. This spooked my mom and she grabbed me and I snapped out of it. She didn't see anything, and I wasn't looking toward a window or the TV. She told some family members about this, and they suggested asking me what he looked like if it happened again. A few weeks later, I was outside on the back porch with my dad when I got very still again. When he asked, I said, there's that man again, in the same monotone voice. I guess it would be more like, there's that man again. That's just weird. (laughs) That's just creepy. (laughs) Like those two twins from The Shining. Shining? Mm Mm-hmm. My dad asked what he looked like, and I said, he's got no shirt and red paint on his hands. He didn't see anyone around. Sometime after that, my mom was sitting up reading, and my dad was at work. She always had trouble sleeping in that house when he was gone. My uncle was staying with us, but he had gone to a party and was going to be gone until the next day. My mom heard the front door open, footsteps walking across the floor downstairs, and then someone rummaging around in the kitchen. The dog didn't bark and the door had been locked, so she assumed that my uncle had come home early and went to sleep. When she woke up, my uncle wasn't there and his bed hadn't been slept in. Also, there were no dirty dishes in the kitchen, but cupboard doors were open. Turns out he hadn't come home, confirmed by mutual friends at the party, and neither had my dad. But if someone else had been in the house, how did they unlock the door and widen the dog bark? They found out later that the previous renters left suddenly, just stopped paying rent, and when the landlords went to check on them, they were just gone and had left a lot of their things behind. That's never a good sign. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> just going to say that. I feel like every episode of Paranormal Witness. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> people much. People just leave all their <laughs> yep. crap behind and never go yep. back. Years later, my aunt was in a car with a friend and some other people. They drove past that house, and one of the guys she didn't know said, that house is haunted. She was shocked and said that she knew that, but how did he? He said he knew some people who rented it and a lot of weird things happened to them there. He also said that they researched the house and found that a young man had committed suicide there. I don't know what suicide method was used, but I'm going to guess he slit his wrists. That would explain the red paint. Yep. That's creepy. (laughs) Very creepy. 
My grandpa was a very religious man and he had a different opinion. He felt that Jesus had appeared to me as a child. As an atheist, I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) But it is another opinion. I think it was the suicide. So that's the first story. Yikes. Very creepy. Yep. And I, I do think that kids see stuff that we can't see because oh, yeah. they don't have that. I have, have so that. many friends that, that their young children have seen stuff. Yeah. And then get mad when the adults can't see it. Right. My um, friend uh, was, uh, she and her husband and their two kids, they have twins. Well, they have another baby now, but he wasn't born yet. They were house hunting once. And when they left a house, her daughter looked up at her and she, I don't know how old she was at the time, maybe six or something like that. And she said, mommy, there are people in that house. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ever want to hear that. Just to say they did not buy that one. <laughs> but she's like, I didn't know what to say and I didn't really react. And cause yeah. you don't want to make her scared or anything, but yeah, that's creepy. So her second experience here, I once had a possible out of body experience. I can't say for sure as I was pretty young, but this is how I remember it. I was maybe five or so and at my grandma's house. I had been running toward the stairs and tripped at the top. I remember sort of sticking there at the top of the stairs, but seeing my own body fall down the stairs in kind of an arc. That is to say, I didn't roll down the stairs, but more tripped, flew forward enough to miss the stairs and then landed on the floor at the bottom. It's like the Matrix. Yeah. (laughs) As soon as my body hit the floor, I was back in it. Oddly, I wasn't hurt at all. My mom heard the thud and came to see what happened. I just told her I was okay, and since I wasn't crying, she just walked away. As I say, I don't know if that's anything or not, but that's my memory of it. That is freaky. Yeah, (laughs) it's really freaky. (laughs) That's like some divine intervention of some kind, because she probably could have been seriously hurt. Interesting. I think that stuff happens. Totally. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I can't even remember if I brought this up on here, but when I was younger, I was we were at a hotel in Michigan, I believe, and my mom, I was in the swimming pool of the hotel, and my mom was on the deck talking to another lady, and I ventured out in the deep end, and I couldn't swim. Mm. And I was started to panic, and I like was like yelling to my mom, and I think she thought I was kidding because it was sloped, so I was gradually like like going yeah, down to the point where I was almost under the water, and then it felt like something pushed me back up yeah it was just like a real light push like i stopped going down Mm -hmm. and i and i got it felt like i got pushed up to the point where i could walk again so i think that stuff happens i think wow i do too you hear about people who are in horrifying car accidents where the car is completely totaled and they walk away without a but then that makes you wonder about the people that die in like freak random accidents why did they die and other people don't if we could answer that i know right it's like the whole um what are those movies? Final Destination. Yeah. Like there's a divine plan sort of thing. Yeah. And no matter what you do to try to thwart yeah. it, when your ticket is stamped, that's when you're yep. going. It doesn't yep. matter. I don't, I guess that kind of is how it is. Yeah. You know, the day you are born, your death is already predetermined. Wow. That's, that's a dark. Deep, that's a deep shit there. <laughs> that is. <laughs> we actually just talked about this at work today because my coworker's dad just passed away. So we were, we were getting kind of. You should of crochet that on something work. so I can hang that in my living room. <laughs> What? From the second you're born, your death is already predetermined. (laughs) Nice and light and Christmas is coming up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next story from Melissa. When I was between the ages of six and ten, I often had trouble sleeping. Sometimes I would see shadows of things moving around in my room at night, and on a few occasions, I saw glowing red eyes in my closet. Yuck. No. Often I would hear a very deep, 
demonic voice talking from the hallway, usually saying, Melissa, and come out here. Yuck. This voice, maybe it was the green dude. That might have been. He didn't say nothing to me. He just smiled at me. This voice is exactly how you'd imagine a demon talking. It didn't sound human at all. One time I was holding my teddy bear for comfort, and when I looked at him, I swear he blinked at me. My mom said all this was nightmares, and I suppose it could have been, but I'm not so sure. Even at that age, I knew the difference between being scared by a bad dream and being scared by something that happened. It stopped after we moved away from that place, and I've never had trouble sleeping anywhere else. I still have that teddy bear, and he's still in my bed. A few years ago, I told my daughter, then about 10 years old, about him blinking at me, and she got a very strange look on her face. She said he also blinked at her once, but she figured she must have imagined it. Wow. I just got shivery. Burn it's, that teddy bear. That is creepy. <laughs> That's really no, maybe creepy. it's a good, maybe it's like a guardian angel kind of teddy bear. Maybe. I guess all it's done is blink at people, so. I think that's cool. I, I don't know. I find that comforting. You know, I, I don't know. Teddy I have bears, to see teddy it myself. Ba- teddy bears are comforting, I, I, I think. Maybe. I'm picturing like a really ratty looking evil like teddy bear. Like that doll. What's that doll's name? Philip? Is that the... Isn't it Annabelle? No, there's a couple possessed oh, dolls. I okay. see some for sale on eBay a lot. <laughs> so, well, and you're bidding on those, right? Oh, your Christmas presents. <laughs> How sweet! <laughs> for your new place. Oh, I'll bury it in the backyard. <laughs> okay, next story from Melissa. She does have a lot. I remember these actually. These are good stories. When I was ten or eleven, our pet canary died. He was quite old and hadn't sang in years, but he would chirp. Older canaries often won't sing anymore. After he had died, all of us heard him singing, chirping, and the sound of him hopping around his cage for a few months afterwards. I don't know if that was some residual energy thing or what, but my mom, dad, and four-ish year old brother heard it also on several occasions. I mean, that just wow. There's more harkens more, back to us yeah, hearing to the, our pets, to the pet stuff for several months though. That's you know, do interesting. they do, do they do that to comfort us? Do they do that because it is residual energy? Or they don't or, know they're gone, or they don't know they're gone. Yeah, you know, that's sure. that's interesting. Yeah. I think it's a common theme we're it seeing, is. though. Yeah. Ooh, a grocery store Woo-hoo. story. I used to work as a bookkeeper at a grocery store, so I went to work at 5 a.m. There was a cemetery in the middle of town on my way to work. Things started happening when I drove past one specific spot of the cemetery. Once I saw a shadow standing freely under a street light. Ew. By that, <laughs> I love your reactions. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> By that, I mean, (laughs) there was a dark shadow in the middle of a spot of light, which just doesn't seem possible. But I couldn't see anything casting it, and the shadow was too dark and well-formed for it to be something that was actually on the bulb of the streetlight, which makes sense. It started small, grew to the size of an adult man, then shrunk down to cat size before disappearing just as I got to it. It's like a shapeshifter. That is disturbing. Yeah. Once all the garbage in my van, some papers and a few empty cans, blew to the back all at once. Wow. <laughs> all, the, wow. all of the windows were rolled up. It was January. And the heat wasn't on. It was an older van and took too long to start blowing warm. And it was a short drive to work. Once the back seat came off its hinges and was pushed back against the back door. Wow. While she's driving? That's crazy. I didn't hear anything and only noticed it once I was at work. I had two baby sun visors and once both of them rolled up and popped off the windows at the same time. 
Is this all happening like while she's driving past the cemetery? I don't know. I'd sell that car. I c- you're right. I can see that happening to one, but both at the same time. Once a pop can. Oh, where is she from? Minnesota. Pop. She's drinking pop. Yeah. The lady from Minnesota drinks pop. I think we might have had the an irony in there. I think we might have had an episode where we talked about pop the noises. Soda. No, the noise oh. out in the hallway that was the bubbler. But then I think somebody's asked me what a bubbler, What's a bubbler? is. If you're not from fountain. Wisconsin, it's a water fountain. Mm-hmm. But in Wisconsin, it's a bubbler. It's a bubbler. And soda is soda. We don't call soda pop. I did up north. People up north call it pop. No, I grew up it's, calling it's it not, pop. It's not. It's soda. That's funny, right? Ugh. I heard you say aunt before. Yeah, we don't do that either. <laughs> what do you mean? It's aunt. Oh, it's aunt. No, it's aunt. <laughs> <laughs> or auntie. I have some aunties on my dad's side. Isn't that weird? I never heard aunt until I moved to this area. Really? Yeah. Nobody says that up north or in the Milwaukee area either. We could also get into hot tamales and sloppy joes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. That's for another podcast. That is for another podcast. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. So once a pop can flew out of the cup holder, landed at a 45 degree angle and stayed that way for at least 10 to 15 seconds before falling over. What the hell? Long enough for me to start feeling weird about how long it was balancing in a moving vehicle. Once air started blowing out of the vents hard. Remember, I didn't turn on the heat because it was crappy. The dial was turned to the off position. I would just assume it was because of an old and cruddy vehicle. But when added to the other things, dot, dot, dot. That's weird. This went on every day for about two weeks before I decided I had to do something. So it is while she's going by the cemetery. I went to that spot in the daytime and realized that all the graves in the area were for children. Apparently, that's a section where they bury children when the family doesn't already have a family plot. So I went to the store and bought a stuffed animal, then went back. In the middle of this area, there was an angel statue. I put the stuffed animal next to it and said out loud something like, you are all very silly and I care about you, but you are scaring me, so please stop. Nothing ever happened on my way to work after that. Wow. That's crazy. That is, (laughs) yikes. That's interesting. Yeah. It is, it sounds like pranks though. It sounds like kids, like mischievous kids. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is... (laughs) It's interesting. I don't want to go to the cemetery. Yeah. I don't want to drive. Minnesota. I don't want to drive past it. Yeah. Wow. All right. In my old apartment, I would often see the form of a black cat on the lawn outside our patio door. There was never a cat or anything else when I'd look again. The cat, and she's using quotes around that, would be in various places when I saw it. If it always seemed to be in the same spot, I would assume there was a more shadowed place or something, and that's what I was seeing. But no. So she's saying that yeah. if it were just always in the same spot, maybe it yeah. was a shadow. Yeah, but it's not. Also in this apartment, I'd see flashes of light occasionally. We were in the back of the building with trees behind, so there was no chance that it was car lights coming through the window or anything. Once a friend was visiting me and we were standing at the patio door looking out, I sensed what I took as my daughter walking up behind us and stopping between us. I looked down and nothing was there. Oddly, my friend also looked down at the same spot at the same time because she had also thought my daughter was there. My daughter wasn't even in the room. This friend also had a lot of weird experiences happen to her over the years, including being scratched in the shower like Kurt was. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Another story. All these are from her, right? Yes. That I'm reading here? Yep. Okay. My mom used to work for a construction company and hardware store. She worked in the office and was also the nighttime cleaning lady. That place was very haunted. 
Even the large, burly construction guys wouldn't stay and work late after dark. Pretty much everyone who worked there had some experience, but I'll only tell you the things I've witnessed personally. When I was home for the summers in college or for a visit, sometimes my mom would send me there to get started on the cleaning before she came. Twice I saw a shadow person. Once it was walking directly at me and only missed going through me because I jumped out of the way. That really creeped me out. Yeah. The other time it was just going across the room for about 10 seconds before disappearing. Neither one seemed to react to me at all. More than once, I heard a chipper female voice say, Melissa, in a sort of, oh, in a sort of, are you there kind of tone. So, Melissa. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of tone. I would think my mom had come, but when I checked, I was the only one there. Doors locked and no car in the lot but mine. Once I walked in and heard someone say, hi, very clearly, I said, bye, and walked out until my mom came. (laughs) Laugh out loud. Don't blame her. Wow. Uh, when, when I, when something knows your name, that's that, creepy. That happened a lot at JFK Prep. Yeah. Um, on my well, you audio, had that recording. yeah, on my audio, and it happened in other buildings. On my audio, there were a lot of just l- random voices saying Kurt or, or asking like Kurt. That's weird. You know, so it was like I don't know. It's if like it's, it knows you there. Well, you're I don't there know if that's because when we're on investigations and we're trying for EVP, a lot of times we say we like my yourself, name is Kurt. Yeah. Can you tell me what your name is? Yeah. You know, so I had a lot of voices that that sounded like they were saying Kurt. I don't like it. No. It creeps me out. Um, the worst was the back room, though. It's where the large bins for the garbage were. My mom never saw or felt anything back there, but I sure did. The first time she asked me to bring the garbage back, I took one step into the room and felt an overwhelming feeling of hate and anger wash over me. I don't know how else to describe that. It was like being hit with a wave. I felt it physically and emotionally. The room seemed to darken, but that may have just been me reacting to the feeling. I dropped the garbage and got the heck out of there. I never went back in that room. I wouldn't even go near the door. Just looking at it made me nervous. I don't know what's in there, but I do know it didn't want me there, and I'm going to let it have its way on that. (laughs) I've never felt anything like that before or since. Freaky. Yeah. We've only felt... I've only felt that kind of unease in a couple places. Uh, As many investigations as I've been on. Well, three times. Yeah. The first EVP session in the basement. The first EVP Stoughton. session in the basement at Vicky's. Uh, when that you, thing breathed in my ear at Vicky's. Yeah. You and I, when you and I were there by ourselves in yeah, the building, in, that back hallway. in the back hallway in the basement, with the lights on. And when when we did the overnight stay in Mansfield at the abandoned penitentiary, mm. in up in the the very highest place you could get in the prison was the old tuberculosis ward. Yeah, I felt that way in there. I just did not want to be in there. I felt that way in the vault in the salon. Yeah, yeah I seen. I didn't feel weird in the vault. Oh, I didn't like that. So, moving on, a lot of odd things happened in the house I lived in before my current apartment. It was an old house, about 100 years old. Twice, I saw a little girl on the back deck. Both times, I saw a brief glimpse of a young, blonde girl in a white dress, but there was nothing and no one there when I looked back. One night, I was getting ready for bed. We had a dog, but my ex-husband had gone somewhere and had taken the dog with him. I was on the second floor of the house when I heard a rattle, like the sound of dog's collar and tags, and then a little boy's voice saying, good dog. Mm-hmm. This was very clear and sounded like it was in the room with me. Now, the neighbors across the street did have dogs and two young boys, so it's very possible that it was them. I don't know why they would still be awake and outside at 11 p.m., though. But I do try to find other explanations for things that happened to me, and that could easily be one. 
I have to say, though, there is a difference in how voices sound if they are said loudly from a distance Mm -hmm. versus something said in the room with you. That's very true. Yep, I remember her telling me about this. Even if you hear it at the same volume. This sounded like it was in the room with me. It was spoken, not yelled. And although I often have my windows open, I never once heard the dog chains or boys talking from across the street. Not even when I could see them outside. So it was either something weird or a very, very odd trick of acoustics, which is possible. It is, but... I don't know. Kind of unlikely. Yeah. I often joked that we had pixies in our house. Little things would go missing. Most common was the twist ties off of bread bags. Does she have cats? I was just going to say. Because <laughs> that's my weird shit that cats do. Yeah. Hair ties. Oh, like I said, God. I could buy her a $30 toy and she'll bat around a... Uh, yeah. A hair twist tie, tie or a twisty tie. <laughs> yep. I'd take the tie off and set it right next to my plate, make my sandwich, and when I'd go to put the tie back on, it was gone. Nowhere to be seen, not on the floor or anywhere on the counter. This happened to all of us. This is like poltergeist type stuff. We did have a cat, but she was too old to jump on the counter. But the weirdest was when my ex-husband sent me a text asking if I had unplugged the microwave. I said no, and honestly, I don't even know where the plug was. The microwave was mounted on the wall above the stove, so I'd never seen the plug. He said that he went to use it, and it wasn't working, and when he looked, it was unplugged. I found out when I got home that to get to the plug, we had to stand on top of the counter and reach down into a box made of sheetrock above the microwave. Wow. That box blocks the plug and smoke vent from view. He could barely reach it, so there's no way our daughter would have been able to, and she's also said she didn't know that the plug was back there. I'm not saying paranormal, but very odd. It is weird. It's strange. Yeah, that's poltergeist type stuff. Yeah. Like weird, yeah. mischievous... Things go missing, you know. That's the same with Sherry's with the lights. The lights turning on. Yeah. After he plugged it back in, it worked just fine. I had just used it the day before, and it had worked fine then also, and it was a tight plug, so I doubt it just fell out. So this last one is about the EVP. Yeah. So... She she just explains this. Are we gonna? Play I remember. The audio yeah, then? we'll play the audio. I remember this because I, she, you know, we were friends texting and stuff when this happened. So well, and I know I had listened to it before, but we listened to it before we started recording today, yeah. and I was shocked because I heard what's in it, and I was like, okay, is it after this person is done talking? Because it's so clear that yeah. no, that's that's it's the EVP. that's the EVP. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. I, I've heard it before, but I had forgotten that. So um, just explaining what this clip is going to be. I was taking a video of my cat and dog for the app one second every day. Mm, I told her about that. Yeah, I remember you doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's a cool app. You you take video for like a month every day. You take a little video of something or other. You pick, or you, you pick like one second out of each of these videos every day. And then at the end of the month, it strings them together to make a 30-second clip of yeah, one cool. second bits of video so you get to basically see your month in one second in one second intervals and it's really cool that sounds really cool. yeah at the time i was home alone except the pets and the tv was off and we didn't have a radio the dishwasher is going and you'll hear that in the background i didn't say anything because i didn't want my voice in the video and i didn't hear anything until i watched it after but when i did i had a pretty clear evp i can't tell what it is saying at all it actually doesn't sound like English to me. And actually, when you played it for me before, that's what I said. It doesn't sound like English, um, which makes sense, I guess. Not every ghost is going to speak English. True. Although some people do have a theory that wherever you are, whatever is going to communicate with you is going to do in a way that you can understand. But <sighs> I don't know. But I've heard I don't EVPs know. in other languages. Yeah, I don't know so. if I buy that. Yeah. 
Um, but if anyone has any insight into what she is saying, and it clearly sounds like a female, yes, please let me know in the Facebook group. Kurt had an idea when I sent it to him, but I don't really hear it. And <laughs> I don't remember. Can't what, remember. I can't remember what I think. <laughs> I listened to that like 10 times in a loop, and I can't remember what I think it said. Yeah, and she said she doesn't want to skew. Yeah, which is good because yeah. I'm I'm guilty of that. Yeah. If so, I get an EVP, I tell everybody what I think it says. And that's and then that's all they can hear. That's all they can hear. That's how it works. <laughs> so we are going to play that yeah. clip for you right now. This is the clip that Melissa was talking about. And I want to say a couple seconds into the clip, you can hear a very obvious it's, female voice yeah. say something. We are going to play the EVP twice in a row for you. You hear the voice, and then there's some silence after it, and then we will play it again. So you will hear it twice in a row. Here is the clip. Okay, and now we are going to play it again. Yeah, I don't know. I this is really intriguing. Yeah, I think it, that's there's a really obviously good a voice. There's obviously a voice. It has that that weird, not full voice quality. But no, it's got like a breath, not a breathy, but like a almost. I want to say like electronic sounding. Like there's a a sound to it that EVPs have. Yeah, like you said, airy, like an airy kind of sound. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously a voice there. I don't think it's Melissa. No idea. So if you guys have any idea what that is saying, please yeah, let us know. Let us know in our strangers group. You can email us, put it in the strange sessions group. Let us know. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome stories. And some of those EVP. I knew and some of those I didn't. Oh, cool. So I remember all of them from the paranormal palaver. I love the blinking but... teddy bear. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but <sighs> no. I just find that like super fascinating. It freaks me out when anything <laughs> doll like does anything it shouldn't do. Yeah. Dolls are creepy. Teddy bears aren't. That's my personal opinion. I'm going to find a picture of a really creepy teddy bear and send it to you. There's no such thing as a creepy teddy bear. (laughs) Yes, there is. (laughs) Okay. Were you going to talk about dreams? Yeah. I was going to bring this up in a future episode when we discuss dreams or something like that, but God only knows when we're going to actually get to that. Did we talk about sleep paralysis at all on Strange Sessions? Yeah, we did a little bit. Okay. I think when we did Shadow People, we talked about it. Oh, maybe. So... I was going to save this for another episode, but I figured the personal experiences one is good. Plus this second dream, I kind of want to get out there because this one is like really specific. And some of my friends know it. Some of my friends don't. But the first dream I'm going to talk about, it happened. I must have been in my mid-20s, early to mid-20s. My brother and I went down to Mississippi with my dad because my dad lived down there. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. And we stayed at a hotel. And that's where I had this dream. And there are two dreams that I've had in my life where I woke up and I was like, that meant something. That was significant. Okay. So in this dream, I'm standing on a hill, like made up of gravel and rocks, like broken rocks. I'm looking out at the landscape and the landscape all around me is just like dry, cracked burnt desert ground where there's cracks everywhere and there's like dead sagebrush 
and all that, just like desolate. As far as you can see in any direction, I, that's all I can see. And the sky above me is like orangish red. It's like po- post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's just like bright orange red. So okay. I'm standing on this hill looking out at this. And all of a sudden I hear the sound of movement behind me. And I don't turn around. I just keep looking. And all of a sudden there's a girl standing at my side. And this is verbatim. She says, do you know where we are? And I said, yes. And she said, we're in hell. And I said, I know, but I wasn't going to let you go through this alone. And then I woke up. That gave me the And chills. it's weird because I woke up and I, I don't, I literally do not know how to describe this, but it was like a thunderbolt when I woke up. Like it was just, it like shook me and I woke up and I was like, oh my God. You've never done no, that. No, ne- I've never like woken up. Like it was like a thunderbolt. That's the only way I can think of to describe my waking up. Wow. And I was like that means something and i don't know what and it's not good i feel like you're that kind of person though that's what somebody else said that i i, I told that's your personality yeah, you wouldn't let people go through things alone no and somebody else said the same friend. exact thing yeah but that was verbatim that was the dream i was standing on this hill we're in hell a girl I, I could hear like the rocks as she came walking down to my side and i didn't look at her but she was standing by my side so i could see her out of the corner of my eye and that's exactly Do you remember what she looked like at all no that was exactly our exchange. How old were you? 20s, maybe How early. How old was the girl? I don't know. But that was the exchange of words. It That's was crazy. Do you know where we are? Yes, we're in hell. I know, but I wasn't going to let you go through this alone. Wow. So yeah, that's my first one. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, powerful. Yeah, and like I said, I've never I can't describe the feeling I had when I woke up from that, but it was insane. Wow. Like just insanely powerful. So I have no idea what that means. It's not good, <laughs> you wow. know, whatever it is. But yeah. Okay. And this second one, a lot of my friends know because I've talked about this in the past. And this one is like so strangely specific. You might, Maybe it I might pop it. into your head. Okay. This happened when I was in my late 20s, early 30s. I don't exactly remember when. But in the dream, I was shopping at Yonkers. Which, for those of you that don't know, it's a department store mm-hmm. like JCPenney or Macy's Sears, or Kohl's. Whatever, yeah. You know, they sell clothing and stuff. Tools, yeah. whatever. So I was shopping at a Yonkers, and I think I was buying like pants and a shirt. So I, I had them in my hand, and I went to the checkout counter. And I remember this specifically. The checkout counter, there was a girl working behind the counter. She had long blonde hair and a pink sweater. So I hand her my stuff. And she rings it up, and then she tells me what the total is. So I look down, and I take my wallet out of my pocket, and I'm getting the money out of my wallet, and all of a sudden, I see her hand shoot forward and grab my wrist. And I look up, and it's a completely different girl. And she says, Kurt, you need to find me when you wake up. She said, my name is Amy Mertz. Oh, my God. It's M-E-R-T-Z. She made me repeat it three times so I would remember it. She made me spell it three times. And then she said again, you have to find me when you wake up. Do you know this person? No. Have you Googled her name yes. recently? <laughs> and that was the dream. She said, Kurt, you need to find me when you wake up. So my you said she is... was a different person. What did she look like? I don't know. Damn it. I remember what the original girl looked like. I remember she had long blonde hair and a pink sweater, but I don't remember what this Amy Mertz looked like. I'm, of course, Googling that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> but that, that, was, that was, and I woke up and I was like, 
I like that was that's those are the two dreams I've had in my life where I wake up and I'm like that meant something yeah and then shortly after that I I was friends with a girl that lived in Ireland named Catherine and I told her about this and then I started getting like weird emails because she this was pre-Facebook she googled Amy Mertz's in Wisconsin and she was sending them emails Telling them about my dream and to get back to me if it meant anything to them. So I'm like, now I look like a complete whack job, you know. So I have these, I have these, I have these miscellaneous Amy Mertzes across Wisconsin, being like, I have no idea what any of this is about. Stay away from me. Yeah, (laughs) you know. So yeah, none of these people jump out at me. So that that dream has always stayed with me, and. It sounds. Are you gonna die someday if you meet an Amy Mertz? Yeah, I'm. I, that's what kind of why I wanted to get this on the podcast. I mean, if there's if there's a chance that an Amy Mertz listens to this, and it sounds dumb, but there's a big part of me that has always felt guilty because I did not find this person. Well, there's a lot of Amy Mertz. I know. Out there. If you go on Facebook, I did it today. If you go on Facebook and look up Amy Mertz, there's a ton of Amy Mertzes. But I mean, she made me repeat her name three times. She made me spell it. Spell it. it. And she yeah. kept saying, you need to find me when you wake up. It's important. Hmm. So I suck. I didn't find her. Wow. But and that's always been with me. And that's, that's something I feel strangely guilty about is that I never found this. That would this, haunt me for sure. Yeah, it does. And those are the only two dreams I've ever had where hmm. they're significant. For yeah. the most part, my dreams are run-of-the-mill weird. Have you ever had recurring dreams? Oh, I, there's there's uh, three things that are constantly in my dreams. Okay. They are bookstores slash libraries. Those are always really? in my dreams. Okay. Uh, the second most prevalent thing is an elevator. And I'm always going elevator. up in an elevator. And then once it gets towards the top, it starts to sway, Ooh. which isn't good. But I, no. I've never in my life had a nightmare. Have you had like the falling dreams? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. But the number one thing that is constantly in my dreams that's in almost every dream I have is a college campus. I had dreams like that too. And it's always a college campus. And some of them I, ca- I could map them out because I know them so well hmm. from dreaming about them all the time. That's strange. You know, and but I mean, I don't think those are psychic. But these two dreams, the one in the hill in hell and the Amy Mertz dream. So that's interesting. I'm really intrigued by this Amy Mertz. That, thing. I never told you about that. No. Yeah. Some of my friends know about that and they're like, wow, that's so specific. Where that's did this really name specific? So Amy Mertz, if you're listening, yeah. get to me, please. Yeah. We need to know what you need help with. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, we're so late. <laughs> sorry. I'm so late. But hey, you could have sent me a text better than a dream <laughs> message. It might have, you know, I could have maybe got to you quicker. Yeah. Wow. But I, I still, to this day, sometimes if I'm bored, search for Amy Mertz's on on google or facebook that oh that would drive me crazy it does it does i mean i i have no question that that dream meant something significant Absolutely. and i i missed out where on would it. that come from you i don't know? know i don't know but Why it was weird because i can still up? see like i'm looking in my wallet getting the money and i see her hand shoot forward and grab my wrist look up and it's a totally different girl wow. and she's like kurt you need to find me when you wake up so yeah so that's my amy mertz dream wow Yep. All right, Amy. We're waiting. <laughs> Call me. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt's number is. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. 
Good stuff. Good That is good stories. stuff. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your stories. That was awesome. We didn't know if we were going to get anything, so I kind of wanted to hold on to my dream stuff just in case we got absolutely nothing. Yeah, we're almost an hour and a half in, so yep. I think so we did we pretty good. Yeah, so we are in time. So you guys did great. Thank yeah. you so much. The stories were all awesome. Yeah, really they good They seriously stuff. were. Every one of those was awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We're going to probably we're gonna try to do this again in a future episode, but... Totally. Hopefully we get more, more listeners, listeners. <laughs> with more stories. So that's that. That is that's a wrap on season, season one. Yeah, crazy. It's been a blast. It and really it, has. It means the world to us that you guys choose to listen to us. So thank you so much. Yeah, there are thousands of podcasts out yeah. there. So yeah, it, and, it helps that we know most of you. Yeah, <laughs> helps that <laughs> we're friends I with know most of you. For a fact, there are people listening that we don't know. So yeah. That's so cool. thank you guys for listening. Um, we really want to get better at this. So. I'm going to personally try to figure out some stuff for next season and try to get better at some of the stuff we do. You know, if you guys have any suggestions about stuff we could do or change or anything, please get back to us. You guys are really good with that. You can, you know, a lot of you guys are pretty active in our Strangers Facebook group. Yeah. So thank you for that. Or email us or... Yeah, rate, subscribe, share. Yep. Do all that stuff. All that fun podcasty stuff that people do. So we will be back in a couple months. Yeah. 2018. It's probably going to end up sooner than we expect because we're going to be like, God, I kind of miss this. We're, Jones, we're jonesing this. for a podcast yeah. episode. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends that I talk to in person that listen to this said that they're going to be sad when we're gone for a little while. Aww. So we'll probably come back sooner than later. Yeah. And we'll have a whole new batch of episodes. And this is Wisconsin, so it may be weather permitting, but we'll yeah, see. it's weather permitting. In winter, you can't really, you know, this is an hour drive for me to get here. So yeah. God knows what kind of winter we're going to have. Hopefully, it's like this where it's almost 60 degrees. Amazing. That and would be soon amazing. I, I'm moving. My husband and I are moving, so we'll be able to carpool part of yeah, the Yeah, so you'll be closer, which will be awesome. Yeah. So that's that. That's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for listening. And from, Un- from both Chris and I, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Yeah, stay safe, and we'll still be around in the Facebook groups, and we'll be in touch. So thank you so much for listening. We will see you in a couple months. So until then. Until next season. Until next season. (laughs) Stay Stay strange. strange. This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com.